You are now listening to The Model Health Show with Sean Stevenson. For more, visit themodelhealthshow.com. Welcome to The Model Health Show. This is fitness and nutrition expert, Sean Stevenson, and I'm so grateful for you tuning in with me today. On this episode, you're going to experience a masterclass on a category of nutrition that's transformative for your brain health, cognitive performance, your metabolic health, the performance of your immune system, and so much more, all backed by mountains of peer-reviewed evidence. I'm telling you, this interview blew me away. I learned a lot, and it encouraged me even more to double down on this particular category of nutrition. Again, you think you've heard about it, but on this episode, we're going to learn about a whole new level of understanding of these foods that have been around for thousands of years that today we have Again, mountains of peer-reviewed data affirming their efficacy. Now, as mentioned, we're going to talk a lot about brain health today, but I also want to give you some insight into another category of nutrition that is needed for the health of our brain and overall cognitive performance. We're going to be talking about today with our interview, we're going to look at what's fueling our brain and what can actually heal the brain. In addition to that, I want you to know about something that actually makes up your brain itself. Your brain cells are largely made of fat, but a particular kind of fat, omega-3 fatty acids, are able to traverse the blood-brain barrier and to nourish your brain cells. They actually help to give your brain cells substance and stability, and they enable something called signal transduction, so your brain cells can actually talk to each other, so it's kind of important. When we become deficient on omega-3s, certain parts of our brain in particular start to lose their volume, our brain can actually shrink without these critical omega-3 fatty acids. Now, how prevalent is this particular issue? Well, a study that was published in the BMJ that included nearly 1,000 children and over 1,300 adults found that over 95% of children tested and almost 70% of adults tested were deficient in omega-3 fatty acids. Now, why does this matter? Well, the researchers denoted a significantly higher risk of cardiovascular disease due to these deficiencies. But most notable are the impact that lacking these omega-3s has on our brains. Again, these enable our brain cells to engage in signal transduction to give them form and shape and sustainability, and also for our brain cells to engage in this process of neuroplasticity for them to evolve and change. Omega-3s are critically important. And what happens when we don't have them? Well, this study that was published in the journal Neurology used MRIs looking at people's brains and found that people who consumed the lowest amount of the omega-3s, EPA, and DHA had the highest rates of brain shrinkage. So this isn't a joke. This isn't like omega, this sounds nice, omega this, omega that. Seriously, we're not getting adequate amounts of omega-3s, which is one of the biggest deficiencies in our society. Our brains are literally going to shrink significantly. Now, what can we do to address this? Well, of course, we're gonna get omega-3s from real whole food sources. In particular, it's well noted to be coming from seafood sources. Now, in order to address these deficiencies, I'm a huge fan of concentrates of omega-3s, DHA, and EPA. Now, oftentimes, this is coming from your standard run-of-the-mill fish oil but there is a significant issue in the industry that a lot of people aren't talking about, and it's how the oils are being processed. In fact, fish oil might not even be the best source. According to NYU neuroscientist, Dr. Lisa Moscone, 
the very best source of DHA found in nature is not from fish or fish oil. It's from fish eggs, aka fish roe. The fish roe that I use, unlike many typical omega-3 products that use high heat and chemical solvents to extract the oils, Paleo Valley's wild-caught fish roe is gently freeze-dried to keep the full range of nutrients and omega-3s intact and undamaged. Again, it's wild-caught. It's made from 100% wild-caught fish and fish runs in pristine waters. Sourced from sustainability-minded fishermen committed to preserving fish runs for future generations. Again, not only do we have the omega-3s we're looking for here, but in addition, it's an incredible source of choline, which is critical for brain function, selenium, fat-soluble vitamins like vitamin D and vitamin E. The list goes on and on. But without any binders, fillers, or any unnecessary ingredients, and also, again, it's processed in a way to retain the nutrients we're looking for. Go to paleovalley.com forward slash model. That's P-A-L-E-O-V-A-L-L-E-Y.com forward slash model. You're going to get 15% off their incredible wild caught fish row. It is one of my favorite things. And in addition, of course, they've got incredible vitamin C formula, their essential C complex that utilizes superfoods, the highest botanical sources of vitamin C ever discovered as well as their turmeric complex is amazing as well. But again, their wild-caught fish roe is a necessity right now. With 95% of children and almost 70% of adults tested being deficient in omega-3s, we've got to do something about this. Again, go to paleovalley.com forward slash model for 15% off. And now let's get to the Apple Podcast Review of the Week. Another five-star review titled Great Podcast Clearly Explains Topics by FFDG14. Listen to my first episode and like the way he explains everything clearly. Think I'm going to really learn a lot of good info here. Yes, you absolutely are. Thank you so much for hanging out with us and thank you for leaving that review over on Apple Podcasts. And on that note, talking about diving deep and explaining things clearly, let's get to our special guest and topic of the day. Our guest today is Carly Stein Kramer and she's committed to working exclusively with sustainable beekeeping organizations and partnering with leading bee research institutions, and prioritizing pesticide-free health and wellness products. Above all else, she works tirelessly to raise awareness and create a better environment for our world's most important pollinators, the bees. She's been featured in Allure and Vogue magazine, along with numerous other major media outlets. And she was also featured in Forbes 30 Under 30 in 2019. She continues to strive to innovate in health and wellness and now we're going to jump into this amazing conversation with the one and only Carly Stein Kramer. Carly, welcome to the Model Health Show. It's so good to have you. Thank you so much for having me. I'm so happy to be here. I'm a huge fan of bees. All right. And my wife, lovingly, her favorite coffee cup has bees on it. She's the queen bee of our household. Love that. But bees are just a huge part of our reality. Can we talk about, first and foremost, why are bees so important to our entire ecosystem. Absolutely. So to start off, bees pollinate one third of our food supply. To phrase that differently, every third bite of food you take was brought to you by the bees. So I really, I like to explain the bees as pillars of our entire ecosystem. If you remove the bees, so much of the fruits, vegetables, plants, so many things we rely on just couldn't grow. They simply couldn't grow. So we kind of take for granted, you water things, you put them in the sun and they just grow. 
That's not how it works, though. A lot of a lot of plants, they cannot self-pollinate, so they can't reproduce. So they rely on pollinators like the bees to help transfer, um, help transfer their parts to allow them to reproduce. So some examples, um, tomatoes, berries, even coffee is partially bee pollinated. So the bees just bring us so many of the foods we rely on. And, you know, beyond the beyond what we consume, over 40 percent of wild wild flowers and plants are pollinated by the bees. So we would be living in like a desert wasteland without these creatures. Mm, wow. That's first of all, that's just remarkable in and of itself. But what, why I love bees so much is that there is this really remarkable intelligence mm -hmm. that is happening in the bee community. Right. And of course, we want to talk about some of the products that come from that community. And that includes the, the hierarchy with the queen bee and the drones and all that stuff we'll mm -hmm. get into. But I would love to talk a little bit about the, the flagship thing that we know from bees, which is honey. And let's start by talking about the history of honey, because honey's been around for thousands of years and literally it's been found thousands of years old and it's still good. Yeah. It's the only food on the planet that never expires. And that's because of the enzyme content. And you can think of that, like think about, you know, people take digestive enzymes. Think about how powerful the enzymes are in bee products. that They can literally preserve something to outlast us. They found honey in Egyptian tombs that's still totally nutritionally intact. Propolis actually has been used for thousands of years as well. So we have a really long healing history with the bees. I mean, the bees predate us. And if you think about it, they need to predate us because they are critical for growth and life on this planet. Um, but then how we've used their products, it's, you know, it's really fascinating to look at the history because it's been used across cultures. I mean, the Assyrians used to drink propolis. They thought it reduced fever. Um, in ancient Egypt, they used honey and propolis in the embalming pro process for, you know, putting people into tombs. Um, even Socrates was a big fan of propolis. I think the first recorded human use dates back to 300 BC. So we have this incredible history with these different products coming from the hive. Wow. And this is one of the things for me, it's my cognitive bias. I'm looking at what have humans been doing the longest? Yeah. And also you see it across the board in historical context, but also in medicine. Mm -hmm. Like you just mentioned, Hippocrates, the father of modern medicine, he gets that label and to understand that he's using bee products in his practice for healing and for nourishment, for vitality. Now, you just mentioned propolis and honey. What's the difference? Like, how are bees making these respective things? Great question. And but for me, before I started beekeeping, I did not know about propolis, royal jelly, pollen. All I knew about was honey. And I think many of us have this idea that that's what the bees do. They make honey and honey is amazing. Honey is like a huge part of my routine and has a ton of health benefits, but the bees do so much. So if you don't mind, I'd love to give like a little hive 101 and just break it all down for people. Absolutely. Awesome. So honey, I like to think of as the carbs for the hive. That's the bees primary food source. They're making it from flowers. So the bees will go flower to flower. They'll, they have this long tube like tongue and they'll put it into the flower and suck out the nectar and they store it in their honey stomach. They basically have two stomachs, one for, you know, their food and their bodies and the other, which kind of functions as a nectar backpack. They'll bring it back to the hive. 
they allow it to ferment and we get this sticky delicious substance called honey and for the bees it's you know their main food source for humans it's full of antioxidants really high in enzymes um awesome for immune health also really great for helping people sleep through the night that's like a fun health hack that i use a teaspoon of honey before bed makes a massive difference for glycogen lev- levels in the liver um so honey is the bees carbs Propolis you can think of as the bee's medicine. So while honey comes from flowers, propolis is coming from plant and tree resins. So if you cut open a tree, sap will trickle out. That's the immuno properties of the plant itself. The bees are literally collecting the immuno properties of the plant, combining it with their enzymes and making this sticky amber-colored substance called propolis, and they use it to line the hive and keep it germ-free. And they'll even line the inside of the cell walls for newborn baby bees. So that's how they create a sterile environment for newborns. And bees are so smart. I love this. Um, They'll have a propolis mat at the front entrance. And it's how bees come in and disinfect when they come into the hive. And uh, just an interesting testament to the power of propolis. This happened to me early on in my beekeeping days. So let's say an intruder gets into the hive like a mouse. That will happen. There's honey and pollen and delicious stuff in there. The bees can sting it and kill it, but they can't pick it up and carry it out of the hive. And just like us, if there was a decaying body in our living room, there'd be a lot of disease. You'd get really sick. So hypothetically, a dead rodent in the middle of the hive should kill all the bees. But what they'll do is they'll actually wrap it and mummify it in propolis. And propolis is that powerful of an antibacterial, antimicrobial substance that it encapsulates all the germs and bacteria and doesn't allow it to infect the rest of the hive even as this creature is rotting and so early in my beekeeping days i opened a hive and i saw a mummified mouse and freaked out because that is like one of my number one fears are rodents (laughs) which is funny because i'm like fearless with bees fearless with sharks but a mouse freaks me out um but yeah the testament to the power of propolis so propolis is the bees medicine honey is their carbs um Royal jelly, you can think of, you can kind of think of it as like the brain food or the superfood of the hive. A lot of people compare royal jelly to colostrum or breast milk. So, royal jelly, it's a secretion from the nurse bees and it's given to all newborn baby bees for the first three to five days of development. After three to five days, they transition onto a more normal diet of honey and pollen. And then only the bee who's to become queen continues on her exclusive royal jelly diet. So, and then it's really interesting because if you look at the biological properties of the queen bee versus the regular bee, I mean, a queen bee will live three to five years versus a regular bee during foraging season will live six to eight weeks. The queen bee will have thousands of babies versus regular female bees don't have reproductive organs. And if you just Google a queen bee or if you've seen a photo or seen one in real life, they're robust, like they're, she's kind of jacked. And it's just interesting to see that Royal jelly is her primary diet and it's creating this big difference. Um, And then for humans, there's a lot of different research looking at the benefits of royal jelly. A lot of it's focused on brain health. And I'm actually really excited about the ability of royal jelly to support brain health. So we can talk more about that. And then pollen. Pollen you can think of as the protein source of the hive. So pollen, it's literally the pollen from the flowers. Bees are going flower to flower. They collect the pollen, they mix it with their enzymes, and then they stick it on their hind legs. It's called their pollen pants. It's very cute if you've seen a picture of like a bee with huge pollen granules on their hind legs, and they fly it back to the hive. And yeah, it's their 
primary protein source, um, pollen actually contains more protein per weight than any animal source. So, you know, more protein per weight than beef, eggs, you name it. Um, I love pollen because it's so nutrient dense. A lot of people refer to pollen as nature's multivitamin because it's full of broad spectrum vitamins, branched chain amino acids. It gets a lot of recognition for supporting allergies as well. But it, for me, pollen's my daily multivitamin because it's just so bioavailable. Yeah. Wow. So remarkable. And obviously, you know this, I've been a huge fan of all these things for a long time, but you really stepped up to the plate and, and just brought a level of uh, efficacy to the process, you know, because again, you're thinking about bees in the ecosystem and how much we're dependent on them. Mm -hmm. So it's like a bigger perspective on why this matters, but just doing stuff in such a remarkable way. And, you know, I want to circle back a little bit because when you talked about propolis, I think that's the thing that really got you into this space totally. was an experience that you had mm -hmm. early on with propolis. Can you talk about that? Yeah. So I, I'm autoimmune and one of the sort of symptoms or things I dealt with growing up was chronic tonsillitis. So tonsillitis, it's not life-threatening. It's just really uncomfortable. And another fun thing with my autoimmune condition is that I can't take antibiotics. I have a pretty serious reaction. So growing up when I got sick, I was just out. I, was, I would miss like three weeks of school as a kid. Um, what I really needed was a tonsillectomy, but because antibiotics are dangerous for me, the doctors felt uncomfortable performing a surgery in case of infection. So I was just literally always sick. And when I was in college, I did a semester abroad. I got so sick and I was having a hard time breathing because that's how severe my tonsillitis would be. And I, I thought I was going to have to go home. And I was like, mm. I busted my butt waitressing to be out here. It was like my first time like that on my own. And I was just sick of being on the bench. I was sick of missing out. And so I was really determined to find a solution. I got really lucky. I went into a pharmacy in Florence and they're really progressive with natural health in Europe. It's amazing actually to see what's happening there. Um, and I spoke to this pharmacist and she told me, I riddled off my long list of allergies and my medical history. And she was just like, you need propolis. And I had never heard of propolis before. I'd only heard of honey. And uh, I thought she was crazy, but I started using it. She sold me this tincture of propolis and in five days I made a full recovery. And that had just never happened to me before. And then I went down the research rabbit hole. And for anyone listening, if you go on PubMed and type in propolis, there's so many exciting so many. studies. Uh, and I, I just started learning about it and how it can act as an immunomodulatory agent and how it could help me. And it became a part of my daily routine. And that was in 2012. I still have my tonsils today and I'm thriving. Mm. And it just, it really altered my health. So I completely fell in love with propolis. And that was really the catalyst for me to start learning about the bees. And it's really what allowed me to find my passion in life. Yeah. yeah. Oh my gosh. That's, that's such a great story. And again, it's something that's been around for so long, but mm -hmm. you just weren't aware that it existed. Yeah. You know, yeah. and cut to, you know, you having this proclivity towards autoimmunity. Has this tonsillitis been an issue since? It was something that plagued you early on in your life. I have not had tonsillitis. I, you know, occasionally I'll feel run down and get sick or something, but I have not had tonsillitis since 2012. Amazing. I use propolis every single day. So I feel like I'm, you know, protecting myself. But to your point, we have this amazing healing history with propolis and most people don't realize it. Like 
During the Boer War, people were dressing wounds with propolis and honey because of its antibacterial properties. And in the 17th century, um, the London Pharmacopedia actually listed propolis as an official drug. So before the advent of antibiotics, this is kind of what we were leaning on. And then the crazy thing too, a study was just, I think it's, it might've been published now or it's in motion um, at Sonora University. They're looking at propolis for antibiotic resistant strains of bacteria and it's been effective against MRSA. And so it's kind of yeah. like we invented all this stuff and you know, I'm a big fan of science and we've created a lot of great things, but we've also moved away from these tools that are totally accessible to us and accessible to, in some cases, a broader demographic, like people with autoimmune, and they can be really beneficial. So remarkable. Again, there's an intelligence there. Yeah. right versus the blunt instrument like this mm -hmm. isolated thing this is what we're obsessed with in medicine today mm -hmm. and with something like propolis there's such a vast array of nutrients that we're only scratching the surface of understanding one of the big reasons and you mentioned it being antibacterial antimicrobial but also it's antiviral too mm -hmm. there's one study and we'll put also your reference as well we'll put it up on the screen for everybody but there was one study that was looking at first of all propolis has like 300 polyphenols that we're aware of, right? Mm -hmm. So hun literally hundreds of polyphenols, oh, yeah. right? But this particular study, this was published in Archives of Vir Virology, all right? So a journal dedicated to virology. And the polyphenols were found to inhibit the activity of coronaviruses, all right? This was prior to coronavirus being such a big part of our lexicon. This was well known. It's able to kind of disrupt this copying process of viruses like it's so powerful and it's just the bees are making it it's amazing there's a study right now that's in motion in brazil and they're looking at propolis and its ability to um support tumor shrinkage and so you know that's a study that's going on right now but it's just so exciting like we really are just scratching the surface here in terms of what we can do with propolis and that's it ranks higher on the ORAC chart in antioxidants than blueberries. Like it's something that is just so good for our bodies. Something kind of cool because we were talking about cyclists before we started recording. Um, and of course, I read this study because my husband's a cyclist, but there was a study looking at competitive cyclists and oxidative stress because working out at that level, it is really hard on your body. And it found that regular consumption of propolis reduced the oxidative stress on the body. And so just, you know, the support in terms of like protecting your body and reducing inflammation. There's so many benefits. Yeah. Wow. So, so cool. Again, this speaks to, there's two parts to that, right? So that oxidative stress reduction and on one end of the spectrum, accelerating recovery. So we do the thing we love, we recover faster, mm -hmm. but also not incurring the damage in the first place, mm -hmm. right? Our body's just being more resilient. Yep. So, so cool. And you made it. Now, the, here's the thing. All right. And there's a, there's a video on my channel that's like probably 12 years old where I'm like in a health food store doing a talk. My son Jordan was there actually. I was like up in the window of the health food store talking about bee products. And propolis was one of them that there was a, a, a sizable amount of science around, but it wasn't accessible for people to actually get propolis. Yeah. And you brought that to the market in a big way. And I just, I love it. It's one of my favorite things I had it today. So you have this propolis spray. Mm -hmm. Can you talk a little bit about that? Yeah. So we make a propolis spray. It's four sprays a day. That's really all you need. It's kind of your daily immune support. I use it every single day. And then if I'm 
traveling or anything that would create additional stress on the body, I just double dose. So I'll do eight sprays. Um, for me, I mean, I really started this company because I couldn't find propolis myself. I found it in Europe. I couldn't find it in North America. I started beekeeping and fell madly in love with the bees and then, you know, started making these things for myself and and I started sharing them. It was like a very organic evolution. I wasn't like, ooh, I have this big idea and want to start a company. I, I never thought I could do something like that. Um, and so, yeah, it was this very authentic, organic evolution. But our goal is to really bring these efficacious, nutrient-dense tools to the public because everyone should have the ability to feel amazing. Um, everyone should have these tools and we should make them accessible. And so our whole goal at Beekeepers Naturals is to build a brand that kind of sits at the intersection of science and nature. And something we're really focused on is can we engineer a product with the scientific rigor that you typically see in the pharmaceutical world, but use all natural ingredients to achieve our goals? And that's what we do. And it's so much fun. Yes. And also sustaining the the bioavailability, the integrity of it. Yes. That's another huge thing that you do. Mm -hmm. Yeah, we are super focused on bioavailable products. I mean, at the end of the day, our products have to work. They have to deliver on results. They have to be safe for the broadest demographic possible. It's kind of, you know, silver lining of my health challenges of the past is that I'm the best guinea pig ever because I react to everything. And so we don't make a product that I can't take every day. And we were really championed by the autoimmune community in the early days. And, you know, we built products that they could really feel a difference. And we've been able to thankfully grow. But yeah, a, a big commitment of ours is to bring science back products and bring the consumer these products with ingredients that are in line with their values. Because a lot of the tools we're given today, whether they contain steroids or sugars or, you know, whatever synthetic ingredients, they're really out of line with our value system. And we treat a lot of medicine as a Band-Aid versus a solution. Yeah. And so our whole thing is like, we want to address the symptom for sure, but we want to address the root cause. We want to support and nourish the whole body. Yeah, yeah. And what if we can, again, make us more resilient? Yeah. You, you mentioned this is something daily to do so mm -hmm. that you are less likely to have an infection in the first place. And one other, we'll throw this up on the screen for everybody. This was published in Antiviral Chemistry and Chemotherapy, revealed that propolis has significant antiviral effects, which we know, specifically in reducing viral lung infections. Isn't that good to know at this time when, again, we have this like almost per, such a pervasive fear around viruses in general, but especially viral lung infections. Mm -hmm. and. Again, what it's really driven by what are the questions we're asking? Yeah. You know, are we looking for, you know, big pharma, big pharma daddy to come along and like make up some new stuff for us? Or can we lean on things that have been utilized for thousands of years that also have so much scientific rigor in, in talking about their efficacy? But again, what I really love about what you do is bringing them in a form that is not denaturing the product and nothing can represent that better, I think, than your honey, right? The superfood honey. So can you talk about that a little bit? Like obviously honey is just amazing is what people tend to connect cognitively with bees, but your honey is like really extra special. Yeah. I, I love that product and I am a complete psycho about not denaturing things. The amount of products that have been brought forward that I was like, we we're cutting this because we're not you know, an example was um, 
our our team got really excited about gummies. I feel like gummies were like really big. And we were working on gummies for over a year. We tried so many different things and I couldn't find something that I was comfortable with because all of the gummies, they apply such a high heat and it's for a, such an extended time period that I was just like, I don't, yeah. I don't feel good about this. So we're very intense about that. Um, and it definitely makes our product pipeline longer and we have a crazy, dedicated, insane team. Um, but we make things that we're really proud of. And our honey is a great example of that. So our superfood honey, I love that honey because it's got therapeutic grade dosages of all of the superfoods from the hive. So in one teaspoon, you're getting 745 milligrams of royal jelly, which is like a power dose, <laughs> 532 milligrams of pollen and 42 milligrams of propolis. And then it's coming to you in our signature sustainably sourced raw honey base. And something that's really unique about us as well as a company and something that I'm one of the things I'm the most proud of actually is that we practice pesticide-free beekeeping and it's very hard to do that. It means that, you know, you see, you see organic honey and people get the idea that that's pesticide-free. It's not because you can't put a leash on the bees just because the hive sits on certified organic land doesn't mean they're not going to fly next door and get into those flowers. And the bees will forage for a five mile radius. So unless there's like you know, five miles of clean grounds on all sides, we can't work with that. And so we're only working in remote geographies where we can really control to ensure that there's no pesticides, no dirty things that you don't want in our end product. And so it gives us a product quality we're really proud of and a honey that's really unmatched and, you know, really medicinal grade. And the most amazing part of all of that is that as the company grows, effectively what we're doing is creating bee sanctuaries. We're creating these habitats because the number one thing killing the bees, a lot of different perspectives here, but in my opinion, the number one thing killing the bees is pesticides. Pesticides are rough. In the US, neonicotinoids are the most common class of pesticides. They've been banned in other parts of the world. Here, we still have them, unfortunately. Um, we're constantly advocating for that to change. But when you remove that from the equation, the bees are not being poisoned and they're able to thrive. And what we've seen is contrary to population trends year over year, our hives are like growing and thriving and multiplying. So a little tangent there, but just to speak to the quality of our honey and all of our bee products, we're really focused on, you know, we talk a lot about people, planet, propolis. Those are the th three things we want to have impact on um, and having impact on the planet. That's the way we do it with the sustainable supply chain. And it allows us to create a product that's truly pure. And so the honey, I use it every single morning. I do a teaspoon every morning. Um, something really cool too about the royal jelly in there. So 745 milligrams is a lot. Uh, there was a study that I just read looking at um, women with women going through menopause and it found that consumption of royal jelly and it wasn't a crazy quantity. I'll, I'll find it and send it to you. So I give you the exact quantity. I feel like it was something like a thousand milligrams. Um, but that or something like that, but the amount reduced their symptoms in a pretty large way. So really cool to see that. But a lot of the studies on royal jelly focus on the brain. So we see, you know, a lot of people using our honey. We have people who just want to be healthy. And then we have people who are dealing with um, TBI and concussion and that sort of thing. And royal jelly is like, a, it has a pretty crazy effect on the brain. So you know, some different ways you can use that product, but I, I love getting that high dose of royal jelly. Can you talk about one of the reasons why it's so remarkable for the brain? Yeah. 
Yeah. So royal jelly is so cool. I mean, again, just like thinking about how nourishing it is, the comparison to breast milk or colostrum, um, it's such a nutritive substance, but why it has such an impact on the brain, a few reasons. So the first one, it's one of the only naturally occurring sources of acetylcholine. So the neurotransmitter responsible for brain body connection, you know, it helps to support your transmission system. So that's crucially important. And then this is my favorite thing about royal jelly. It has these two naturally occurring fatty acids that are only found in royal jelly. One of them is called 10-HDA and the other one is AMPN1 oxide. And they basically act as a catalyst for neurogenesis. So they promote brain-derived nootropic factor. They help you to create clean, fresh neurons. Um, you know, as we age, that system starts to break down as we're exposed to carcinogens and all the toxicity of our environment. It really affects our brain. And so getting it like that in the royal jelly, um, it makes a massive difference. We have our brain fuel shots. And the inspiration for that product was actually my co-founder. He had a really serious concussion after a ski trip. And I freaked out because he's my best friend. And I put together this formula and he is a Canadian boy. And so he grew up playing hockey and has concussion history. And because he has that concussion history, he had done baseline testing. So we were able to put him on this formula and track his recovery. Mm. And he had such an incredible recovery coming from such a severe head trauma that that was sort of the inspiration. I was like, oh my gosh, we need to make a product around this. So then I started using it and um, we started working on that. And three years later, we came out with our brain fuel shots. Amazing. So amazing. So the, it's neuroprotective, but also in healing the brain. It's one of the few things, as you mentioned, natural source of acetylcholine but also one of the very few things that has been found to stimulate neurogenesis, mm -hmm. specifically um, one study, and it was from researchers in Japan. We'll put that up for everybody too. And they found that royal jelly specifically stimulated neurogenesis in the hippocampus, right? So the memory center of our brains. Mm -hmm. And again, there are only a handful of things that have been ever discovered that can do that. There's something really special about it. You know, and you mentioned earlier, even talking about its role in nature mm -hmm. and how robust the queen bee is versus, and can we talk a little, little bit about this? So we've got the worker bees, yep. which are also the ladies, by the yeah. way. Mm -hmm. Where are the fellas at? What are, what are they doing? The drones are not doing much. The, the hive is a fascinating matriarchal society. So the drone bees are literally there for procreation. So they basically hook up with the queen and then get kicked out. Dang. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's brutal. It's brutal. <laughs> do, they, do they die sometimes yeah. also when yeah, they have so, sex with the oh, yeah. queen bee? So they die. I mean, it's, it's like a good way to go out. So right. they're okay. It's my turn, fellas. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, they die on that mating flight. And then because they're literally there for procreation, once the queen's pregnant, it's kind of like, bye guys. And so if, if it's in a cold area where the bees need to hibernate over winter, right before the winter, they'll kick all the drones out because they're just taking resources. Dang. And yeah. <laughs> <laughs> wow, so incredible. And, um, but also this speaks to that longevity component when you gave kind of a, the, the perspective on how long the queen bee lives mm -hmm. versus the, the worker bees. Yep. Again, the queen bee is exclusively eating royal jelly. That also, we're talking like potentially 10 times longer life Mm -hmm. Right. What is it? And then again, we're, we're just starting to really understand what is it about this substance that is just like so good for 
life. It's you fascinating. Know? And then also, you know, the queen having, you know, a thousand plus babies. And so for me, I'm approaching a stage where I'm starting a family and I'm like on it with the royal jelly. Like my husband knows, like we take that royal jelly every day. Mm. And that's another thing. And it's still really like the scientific community is just starting to look at that. There's yeah. been such a focus on royal jelly's ability to support brain health. By the way, there was actually a study at University of Warsaw that found that regular consumption of royal jelly meaningfully improves spatial reasoning. So, you know, athletes, anyone in that kind of world, it's a really cool thing. But so science is really focused on the cognitive effects of royal jelly because there's so much there. And I think, you know, over the next few years, we're going to see a big focus on fertility for men and women and what it can do in that sphere. It's yeah. really exciting. Which that's another massive topic right now that most people have no idea about. You know, our fertility rates are just plummeting. It's crazy. As a species. So but from both the side of men and women, yep. you know, sperm count is plummeting. It's, you know, again, we'll put the study up for everybody. If you're listening to the audio version, make sure you pop over to YouTube, hang out in the studio with me and Carly. And you can also see the studies as we go along. It's a longitudinal study looking at folks over a significant time span and seeing essentially the fertility rate dropping about 1% each year for the past 40 to 50 years. And the same thing paralleling with a drop in male sperm count, about 1% each year, you know, and that accumulates, right? So we, 1% might not sound like a lot, but then 50 years later where it's doing 1% a year, suddenly we're in this place where it's scary, you it know, is. as far as yeah. our, the, the, the longevity of our species. With that said, there are solutions. And also we got to look at what's causing the problem in yeah. the first place. Why is this happening? So I want to circle back now and talk about, you, you mentioned pesticides being potentially the biggest threat to bees, mm -hmm. right? Yeah. One of them that I've been, I keep pushing this into our, our sphere, into popular culture, chlorpyrifos is one. And you mentioned how bees are also helpful with coffee. Right, so chlorpyrifos is very popular in coffee crops mm -hmm. and all a bunch of other stuff, but it was also found to be number one. It's an obesogen. We'll put the study up for everybody to see. It's obesogen, so obesity causing agent, clinically proven, but it does this by disrupting the microbiome, by disrupting the gut microbiota. This is another reason I want to have you on is to talk about gut health mm -hmm. and how. So number one, we've got this threat, this external threat. And by the way, that threat, obesogen, but also it's been found several studies to disrupt the creation of babies in the womb. So all these birth defects, specifically brain defects. Mm -hmm. And it was created to target very small organisms, quote, pests, right? And to kill them, to destroy their reproductive cycle and or their nervous system. Bees are very small organisms as well. It's just like, we don't, well, not we, but they didn't care about that fallout. It's just like, we're trying to grow this stuff over here mm -hmm. and not thinking about the bigger picture. Yeah. So can you talk about some of the benefits that we could see in healing? Because gut health is a big issue right now when it comes to, to bees. Yeah. So important. And by the way, you know, we are exposed neonicotinoids, which are the class of pesticides that I really focus on and speak a lot about because they're so, I mean, Har there was a study at Harvard looking at the effects they're having on the bees. It's, it's a neuroactive substance. It's really harming our bees. Neonicotinoids, it's a water-soluble substance. It's getting into our water. 
it's degrading our soil. Like we have so much pesticide exposure. So it has never been more important to protect our microbiome. Um, that's why we came out with a gut health product. So we have a complete gut health formula. We talk a lot about propolis for the immune system, but propolis is so amazing for the gut as well. I mean, of course, it's amazing for inflammation. And we know that 70% of our immune system is related to our gut health. But one of the things that propolis does in a really incredible way is it strengthens the tinctures in the gut lining. So it helps to prevent leaky gut. Um, it helps to heal. Propolis actually contains pinocembrin, which acts as a fungicide. So for things like candida, it's really effective. Um, and it's a super effective prebiotic. So our complete gut formula, it's a prebiotic, probiotic, postbiotic. I feel like the world really got into probiotics, which is step one. And then we started to learn about prebiotics, which we now know you need to have a prebiotic with your probiotic and postbiotics. People are kind of just waking up to this. And, you know, we're really passionate about this triple threat formula because we have that postbiotic in there too. And we're using something called butrate. Um, something really important about our formula, we're using butrate with a glycol backbone versus a salt backbone. A lot of the butrates on the market have salt, which just makes it significantly less bioavailable and the likelihood of it with a salt back getting to your colon and getting absorbed is it's just like diminished significantly. So we're using one that can really be absorbed in the body. There's actually an animal study showing that it was absorbed by the large intestine. So it made it to the colon, which is really cool. Um, and then we're using a spore-based probiotic. So again, we're using something with the highest survivability where you know we've we've tested all of our strains and we've seen that they actually do break down in the body versus a lot of the strains of probiotics on the market. They'll die in the bottle before they even yeah. get through your system. And so making this gut health formula is something that we're really excited about. And it's been really cool. We've been able to work with a few gastrointestinologists and we did our beta with a few doctors and we rolled it out in clinics with people who have had long-term severe colon inflammation, things like IBS, things like colitis. And so we were able to actually see the impact that this formula had and you know, see what happens when you introduce a super effective bioavailable prebiotic and not just any prebiotic, but propolis, which is again, like the healing properties of the plant and the healing properties of the hive coming together in this synergistic blend. And then the soil-based, spore-based probiotic, and then a really high-quality butrate. So I'm, I'm, if you can't tell, very obsessed <laughs> with that product. <laughs> it's so awesome. And of course, you know, even in my office in the room next door, I have the uh, royal jelly, you know, the brain fuel mm -hmm. in there. And, and my, of course, and my son being here as well. In my pantry at home, we've got all the beekeepers products. And, you know, a lot of times if I am looking for a nootropic, a little edge, mm -hmm. you know, when it comes to cognitive performance, that royal jelly formula, but it's not just royal jelly. You also have bacopa in there yep. as well. And there's and another- And ginkgo. And ginkgo as well mm -hmm. is, in that, is in that formula. And these little, it's these cool little vials too, you know? So I don't know if, if you've seen the show Witcher on Netflix. Oh, I love that show. Though he's got those little those little vials, so every time I take it, I'm like, yes, you know, I'm the you know that Witcher vibe. Um, but for me, in addition to that, you know, just being able to have the accessibility and the quality is out of this world. But the thing that you're doing too is like, let's see what happens, and also looking at the mistakes of other 
companies and products and things like that. Because when people find out about probiotics, for example, marketers screw everything up. So it's just mm-hmm. like all of these different probiotic products come out, but people aren't realizing like a lot of this stuff, like you said, it's dead in the bottle before it even hits your, not, not to mention your stomach acid and all the, all the different things. Is this actually doing what you think it's doing, mm-hmm. right? Even with the intention being there, but now we've got the prebiotics included, the probiotics themselves, also the protective benefits of things like propolis. I mean, come on, you know? And mm-hmm. then of course the postbiotics as well. Yeah. And then implementing it with gastroenterologists in their practice and mm-hmm. just seeing like, do people actually get benefit? Yeah. That's so special. I mean, we did all of that before we rolled it out in the market. And so we are seriously thorough when it comes to launching products. And I think, you know, this company was really shaped by my own struggle and my own experience. And so I had this frustrating experience that so many people can relate to where they didn't fit into the traditional Western medical model and then push them to explore natural. And there's a lot of BS out there. There's so many incredible tools and I am such a proponent of everything natural really. But there's also a lot that, as you said, gets kind of messed up in marketing and people see an opportunity and they take advantage of people in need. And and our goal was to build something that's the opposite of that, build something that people can really trust. And something as well, you know, early in my career, I worked in finance and my big focus when I was in finance, I was, I researched biotech names. I was a pharmaceutical researcher. And so like my whole job was to look at these big, massive pharmaceutical companies that had a patent pending drug that was going to be a billion dollars and read every single piece of research and look at that and make the call, is this going to come out or not? And then if I thought that it was sound research and it was going to come out, we'd buy it. And if not, we'd short it. And uh, it was a pretty high stakes, high pressure job, but it, it showed me in addition to my own experience where I felt completely excluded from the system, it showed me how broken the system is in, mm. in a lot of ways and how we don't look at side effects and we don't look at the whole person and how profit driven so much of this is. And so being able to build a company and build a brand that is person first and environment first and our goal is to help heal and sharing that. It's just, I think it's really important and we're seeing incredible, you know, we're not the only people doing this. There's so many incredible brands today, but you know, it, consumers have to be really discerning and it's tricky and it's confusing. Yeah. You already know my standards are very high, you know, especially what I'm putting in my body and on a consistent basis. So it means a lot. It really, really means a lot. Um, I, I admire so much people that care about things as much as I do. And you have your specific thing, like you're obsessed with bees. I'm not, yeah. matter of fact, you've been in there with, in the trenches, like you're out there with the bees, you got the whole thing on, but also you're probably at a place where you probably engage with the beekeeping without needing to put on the whole oh, yeah. equipment. I'm like out there in a tank top and shorts. I'm yeah, super comfortable. My son Jordanson over, he's shaking his head right now. He's like, no way. He's a fr- this big muscular guy. I'm gonna take you beekeeping. <laughs> I mean, let a bee come by, these guys. <laughs> and also, he so he had never got stung by a bee, but mm-hmm. he was just, of course, terrified of the scenario. And guess how he gets stung for the first time? How? Football. A bee is in his football helmet. Oh my god! How can you attract a scenario like that? Like, you know what I mean? So, anyways, if people are in particular, again, this is something even today. 
propolis, mm -hmm. the honey, and also the bee pollen, which I want to talk about next. But if I'm making a smoothie, guess what? I'm going to dabble in, in these different things. And before we go even a step further, if people are like, I want these things, go to beekeepersnaturals.com forward slash model. You get 20% off store-wide. And this is something, it's outrageous. Like I've talked to your team about this. Like you guys are giving too much to the people. <laughs> like this stuff is so valuable, but please take advantage of it. 20% off store-wide. That's beekeepersnaturals.com. That's B-E-E-K-E-E-P-E-R-S naturals.com forward slash model. 20% off everything. All right. Get you some like yesterday, especially again, my favorite, right? Well, it just depends on the time to be honest, but huge fan of the brain fuel. Like my team knows this is sitting there in my office. And if there's a nootropic that I'm taking before the show, that's what I'm taking, you know? So you just done such a great job. Thank I want to talk know. about pollen now. Yes. Bee pollen. Because outside of honey, that was the first thing that I became aware of. And I started utilizing bee pollen. pollen probably, it's getting close to 20 years now, actually. But the quality in which you've done it is just out of this world. But you mentioned earlier, gram for gram, most dense source of protein mm -hmm. out there. It's a complete protein as well. Yeah. And what, what else is it about bee pollen? How can we use it? Let's yeah. Talk about that too. So first of all, I think every major athlete is using bee pollen. Bee pollen is such an amazing tool for supporting endurance, muscle formation, recovery. It's really high in B vitamins, so amazing for supporting energy levels. A complete protein it's got the amino acid profile that you want so for me i do a teaspoon i just like shoot it i'll do a teaspoon every day and that's my multivitamin like that's it that's what i take just because i think so many so many times when we're taking capsules it titrates in the body things aren't necessarily engineered to make it through our body the way we want it to and so given titration i'm always like what is the most bioavailability available substance i can take what do i know my body's going to really recognize and utilize. And so I do a teaspoon every morning. It's kind of, I'll do like usually our bee powered honey in the morning. And then I'll do like before a workout, I'll like shoot some pollen, but I put it on my smoothies. I'll sprinkle it on salad. I put it on ice cream, like instead of sprinkles. I mean, everything you can think of, I put bee pollen on, but for everyone listening, like a really great way to think of it is the same way you would use hemp seeds or chia seeds. So putting it on oatmeal or yogurt or in a smoothie. Acai bowls. We Acai do bowls are perfect. My, I have a five-year-old brother and what I do for him now, he's a, obsessed with pollen. When I first gave it to him, he was like not into it. And so I used to sneak it into his PB&Js. Yeah. <laughs> and now that. he spoons it though. So now That's he's That's awesome. Yeah. I love that. My youngest son, Brayden, right now he's just into like making like peanut butter and honey yeah. sandwiches or peanut butter and banana and things like that. Mm -hmm. But that's what it's really about, especially with kids, just adding in the good stuff, oh, like yeah. finding creative ways to quote, sneak it in, totally. just get that intelligence into their bodies, mm -hmm. you know? And, you know, especially today, the accessibility to higher quality things is really remarkable. Obviously the accessibility to shitty things is exponentially grown. Yeah. But the same thing is just like, really, what are you attuned to? Because when mm -hmm. I think about the sandwiches that I would make as a kid, <laughs> like, oh my goodness, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. And it's so cool because especially what your family's going to do is utilize the things that are there, mm -hmm. right? So if there are certain things you don't want your family consuming, don't bring it into the house in the first place. And it doesn't mean you can't have those things, but if you're going to go, if you want to have those things, maybe you got to proactively go out and get it, mm -hmm. right? 
And so we've got a lot of health affirming things that are just on hand and it just makes it so much easier. And you mentioned earlier about uh, honey being found, you know, in, in tombs and just mm -hmm. like, it's still biologically active thousands of years. Like it's mind blowing to say the least. But you said something and, and for some people it might be like, well, you know, honey lasts longer than anything. What about a Twinkie? What about McDonald's French fries, right? Mm -hmm. Very different scenario. Like totally different. One what's is, keeping one alive yeah. ish and then the other? Yeah. One is fake synthetic preservatives and ingredients. The other is naturally occurring enzymes. I mean, it's such a different thing. Yeah. And it, it's so important to look at it that way. And just on the subject of kids, because I I'm like, I'm so close to my little brother. He's, you know, because we have such an age difference, he's kind of like my little baby. Um and he is obsessed with bee products. He's been spraying propolis since he was two years old. He's that cute kid that's all over our Instagram, if anyone's looking at it. But he got, he got sick recently and he was taking our cough syrup and just chugging it. And he healed up really quickly. And I just think that's important for any parents listening because there was this really interesting study a few years ago looking at buckwheat honey, which is a specific honey varietal. Buckwheat honey, by the way, it actually has the highest antioxidant count and more powerful antimicrobial effects versus any other kind of honey, including manuka. Mm. And so everyone's like buying these super expensive manukas and it's like, you can just get it from buckwheat. But anyways, so this study comes out and it's comparing buckwheat honey to dextromethorphan. Dextromethorphan is the active ingredient in most over-the-counter cough syrup. So, you know, whatever brand cough syrup you're buying at the drugstore, it's probably got dextro in it. And there was a study and it was looking at buckwheat honey versus dextromethorphan in upper pediatric respiratory infections. So kids with respiratory infections. And it found that buckwheat honey was just as effective. And now we're learning that it's even more effective. And so when that came out, I was like, why on earth would you give a kid dextro, let alone an adult? Um, and so we created this awesome formula. So that's our cough syrups and our cough syrups. They're a buckwheat honey base. They've of course got propolis, We've got Shaga in there and it's, you know, all things that are science backed, that are third party tested. And we just create these great formulas. That's so cool. And not to mention with these over the counter cough syrups, the, the food dyes oh, yeah. and the propylene glycol and the, the corn syrup and all these other things that are anti health. Totally. totally. It's so wild to me that as a society and it's, you know, it's completely changing and that's, you know, community and customers and people just demanding better and demanding what they deserve. But for so long, when we're sick, when we're at our most vulnerable, we're taking sugar and chemicals and for allergies, we're taking steroids. Like it's just, it's so backwards. And yeah, so it's, it's so cool to see the public change. And also, you know, for us, when I started this company, I was like, going store to store with a backpack full of propolis. People were like shooing me out of their store. I'd beg the occasional like super hippy dippy health food store to take us on consignment. And now we're, you know, selling at Target. And so that just shows what consumers are demanding yeah. today and, and like the change in sentiment. And that's the coolest thing. That is so amazing. Oh my gosh. So cool. It's like people are just like taking the power back because they yeah. know how they deserve to feel. And they know that this, the, you know, the population, the amount of sickness 
it's not normal. It's not right. Yeah. And so just bringing these tools to the forefront that, you know, I, I am not, I did not discover them. I stumbled upon them. It's really ancient wisdom from the bees. But, you know, having researchers kind of turn their attention to these incredible tools, it just is such an unlock for people. Absolutely. Absolutely. And I love that with Target, you know, and just because this is truly like, you know, the definition we might place on like everyday folks and just that exposure to be able to see these things. Because, of course, I would see beekeepers at like Erwan. Yeah. Right. <laughs> and I'm just like, oh, that's that's tight. But to know, for example, that everyday folks are getting access to these things and just this education period, I, this, I think it really speaks to also the power of this platform and podcasting and things like that. Oh, totally. Where this type of information would be completely foreign to me. Mm -hmm. And now it's like literally right there on their phone. All we've got to do, you said this just a moment ago, you said unlock. You just got to get people to realize it's right there on their phone. Mm -hmm. All you got to do is find me. Yeah. All you got to do is find beekeepers and your life is going to change. Just yeah. push play or just, you know, check out that, that website. And when you mentioned being sick and giving kids sugar, the question will come up, well, isn't honey sugar? Talk yeah, about that. I love that question. So honey and, you know, regular cane sugar, first of all, different glycemic index ratings. So regular sugar, I think it's in the 40s. Honey is in the 30s. But you also have to look at holistically what's happening. So honey, number one, it's got a lower index, so it's not creating that same spike. But there's also so much more going into it. It's full of antioxidants, especially raw honey, which, you know, and our honey has the pollen and the propolis. But honey is so high in antioxidants. It has all of these other nutrients. It has trace amounts of beeswax and propolis and all these other ingredients. And just because something is sweet doesn't mean it's inherently bad. Now, I'm not telling people to eat a jar of honey a day. I definitely don't do that. But I do eat around a tablespoon every single day. Um, and it's had a tremendous impact on my health. And again, it's the antioxidants. It's the anti-inflammatory properties. It's the enzymes. It's also, you know, it's um, it's having an effect on my nervous system. So something that a lot of people don't realize when you have honey, it creates that slow, steady spike in insulin, which allows the tryptophan in your body to cross the blood brain barrier where it's converted into serotonin and then melatonin in the dark. So having a little bit of honey and, you know, again, a moderate, a little bit, not like a cup, but a spoon, uh, it really helps to soothe your nervous system. And so there's so many benefits of this substance and as long as you're having it in moderation, I think it's totally safe. And then the other thing for people who are on a ketogenic diet, and I meet a lot of people on ketogenic diets who do totally fine with bee pollen and can have a small amount of honey, but I know everyone's different. Um, and so for people who are on that, you know, engaging in that lifestyle, propolis has zero sugar. Propolis has zero grams of sugar. Same with our brain fuel shots. So those are both certified keto. So there are really options for everyone. But again, not all sweetness is created equal. It has a different glycemic index and so many additional nutritional properties. Yeah. It's not even comparable, you know, honey versus cane sugar. Yeah. Like one is pro-inflammatory, one is anti-inflammatory. Yep. And you just mentioned it's just, it's such a rich compilation of nutrients that mm -hmm. we're just beginning to understand yeah whereas cane sugar being this blunt instrument yeah again and there was a study published in the the peer-reviewed journal nutrients and they actually found that the consumption of raw honey specifically which we got to talk about this in a moment 
led for study participants to have improved fasting blood sugar. So it helped them to improve their fasting blood sugar because we tie sugar or even honey, unfortunately, put into that same kind of category, improving your fasting blood sugar, improving lipid metabolism. And, you know, overall, just having the opportunity to, in this particular study, the anti-inflammatory benefits led to decreased risk of cardiovascular disease with honey, right? And you were like, well, you don't eat a whole, you know, jar a day, you know, we're not Winnie the Pooh. But in reality, honey is so nourishing for so many different reasons. Like if you're going to go for a sweetener, this is the one to go to. Totally. You know, even today, I'm not particularly a big fan of like the kind Alternative of, sweeteners. Yeah. You know, yeah, that are too. still like it. Looks like cane sugar, but it's not. Like yeah. it's this powdered white substance, you know, looks kind of like sugar, looks kind of like cocaine. Yeah, I know. And some of them but are like not. endocrine disruptors. Like there's all, we're learning all kinds of things about it. I, I'm, I'm the same. So just be, be cautious about anything that's just super, you know, this kind of extracted thing, isolated one thing, one trick pony versus something that, again, it's been used for thousands of years. Not only does it not spike your blood sugar like, uh, high fructose corn syrup mm -hmm. or something on the like would, it's been found to improve fasting blood sugar, yeah. right? So it's something really special about it. Can we talk about the honey that's usually out there on store shelves mm -hmm. versus the superfood honey? From yes, beekeepers? totally. So most honey is pasteurized. Mm -hmm. So you want to look for a honey that says raw on it first and foremost, whether it's beekeepers or another one, you want it to be raw because pasteurized honey, it's literally boiled. It's cooked to such a high degree that all of the nutrients are cooked out of it. All of the enzymes are cooked out of it. And you get this liquidy substance and it's like, you know, the squeezy bear honey. Mm -hmm. That's, that's pasteurized honey. I call honey. it sugar bear. Yeah, the sugar yeah. bear. Like that is like blasphemy to me. That is taking this unbelievable substance and turning it to sugar. Um, and the reason people do that is because it's easier. When you have raw honey, it crystallizes. All honey will crystallize. The crystallization period depends on when it was harvested and also the flora, the crop it came from. But all raw honey will crystallize. It will get hard. That doesn't mean it's bad. It's totally fine. It's totally fine. You know, you might have to put a little more energy into scooping it out than you do with the squeezy bear, but you're getting incredibly nutritious substances in there. So yeah, I'm, I think like pasteurized honey is basically sugar. And just to go back to the pollen as well, all pollen is incredible. I think everyone should be taking pollen every single day. Same with propolis. But yeah, pollen is something I think everyone should be taking unless they have a severe allergy or something like that. But a lot of the pollen on the market, it's heated at a pretty high degree. And something that we do really differently at Beekeepers Naturals is we don't apply heat. So you're actually getting a really high quality raw pollen. And then the other thing, all of our apiaries, we're really focused on creating the most supportive environment for the bees and so we're really focused on you know biodiversity and there being a lot of wildflowers and more and more in our culture it's monocrops it's monocropping and you know in the old days that's why people think that honey is really good for allergies because in the old days when you're having a little bit of honey it's coming from a farm that's got blueberries and dandelions and all kinds of flowers and so you're sort of microdosing with the allergen because you're getting that broad exposure and reducing allergies that's not the world we live in anymore. Now we live in, you know, it's a dedicated almond farm. It's an avocado farm. It's a blueberry farm and it's a monocrop. And 
that has an effect on our animals and our creatures. Um, that certainly has an effect on the bees, just like us. You know, kale is good for you if all you ever ate was kale. It's not a varied diet. So the bees need biodiversity. So for us, we're working with apiaries, and apiary is a bee farm, but we're working with apiaries that commit to biodiversity. And if they do have a monocrop, if they do have a specialized crop, they have to engage in 30% mar uh, margin planting. So they have to create, you know, biodiversity in the margin so that the bees have that accessible. Mm. And that means that our pollens, our honeys, you know, you're getting really rich, different floral sources, and that's the best for your body. So that's just another thing that makes us a little bit different. Yeah. Creating that nutrient diversity, mm -hmm. you know, proactively is so cool. And, um, you know, you said this term throughout several times in uh, allergies, you know, and there's so much data and also a lot of anecdotal evidence, which we cannot ever just deny or ignore anecdotal evidence. But folks who have a propensity towards allergies and asthma and, you know, things kind of in that category, but utilizing things like bee pollen, mm -hmm. ironically, like you would think, oh, this pollen's bad but helping to make them more resilient and less likely to have allergic reactions. Yeah, yeah, we've seen an amazing response from customers and we actually came out with an allergy formula. So we have our sinus support capsules, which have propolis, propolis also. Um, really cool, there's actually been studies shown that propolis reduces the histamine response. Yeah. Um, so really amazing for anyone struggling there, but our sinus support capsules, those have Propolis, bromelain, nettle, curcertin, and then we do a nasal spray as well. And I'm sure all of the listeners have seen the recent press around Flonase, which is very scary. It affects our brains in a negative way. And so also, you know, giving people a nasal spray that has completely clean ingredients, um, that's a big difference. And so bringing people, again, just tools that they can trust and introducing them to natural kind of ancient wisdom versus these new synthetic ingredients is, is something we're really passionate about. But yeah, we're seeing people microdosing with pollen and really propolis we've seen as a huge game changer when it comes to allergies. Yeah. And you mentioned, of course, honey as well, mm -hmm. being in that category. Yeah. Just the bees are just helping us to be more adaptable, you know, but we have to take care of them. And this is another big yes. reason, a mission behind what you're doing as well, sustainable beekeeping, but also mm -hmm. expanding the opportunity for more bees and more beekeeping. Yes, absolutely. And I mean, again, we're the only bee product company that practices third-party pesticide testing. So all of our product, even though we work very hard to work in these super remote locations, like we have an apiary in the Rockies, we're like all over the world. We're working in Spain. Um, it's really cool. We get to work in some incredible places and that's because we're looking for super remote places that don't have the pesticide exposure. But on top of that, before anything gets put in the bottle, uh, we send it to a third-party lab in Canada, where I'm from, and we test for every pesticide, toxin, and pollutant. And we also do that in Canada, not just because it's where I'm from, but because um, Health Canada is a little more rigorous with what they classify as a pesticide, toxin, and a pollutant. And so we're sending it to a pretty rigid place uh, to make sure it's totally clean. And once that comes back clean, we're like, good to go. Let's put it in the product. So we go to great lengths to make sure we're bringing people the highest quality, purest ingredients. Because again, like, you know, if you're going to be investing in your health and you're going to be caring about your body, you should have accessible the cleanest, purest, highest quality ingredients possible. And it's, you know, another way that we can monitor our apiaries because I can't be 
in Spain all the time as much as I would like to. Um, so it's it's an objective measure for us because I haven't been there. You know, I, I do audit our apiaries very regularly, but if I haven't been there, it means that every single batch I know is clean. Yeah. And please know that it is appreciated. You know, I know it takes a tremendous amount of of energy and intention to to do what you're doing. And it's just it really is special. It really is. Um, you mentioned your social media as well. Where can people come and hang out with you more, learn more about beekeepers? Yeah. So beekeepers underscore naturals, that's our social media. We're always talking about the bees, how you can get involved with the cause. We're running through products, um, explaining how these different things can support your life. And then my Instagram, it's carly.kramer. Um, come check me out. I'm always excited to engage with our customers, our hive, as we like to call it. Uh, but, you know, we're, we're really, really excited about sharing information with people. And I mean, that's why it's so inspiring what you do. You're, you're helping people wake up to the biggest opportunities in front of them. And so if we can support people on that journey and share these tools and, you know, even if you want to just come to us to learn about what you can do in your backyard to support the bees, great with me. Um, we just want to share the information to help people live their best life and support the planet. Yeah, that's what it's all about, mm -hmm. you know, and you're part of this superhero team and I appreciate you so much. And again, everybody go to beekeepersnaturals.com forward slash model, 20% off store wide. It is amazing. I love all the things and, you know, really, truly thank you so much for stepping up to the plate to do things at this level because it's had a huge impact on me, you know. What you have helped to create is a part of this body sitting here. And I take that very seriously. And, you know, you're just amazing. I, I love the way that you think. I love the way that you communicate and also what you stand for. We really need more of this right now. So thank you so much. Thank you so much for having me. Such a privilege. Awesome. Carly Stein Kramer, everybody. Thank you so much for tuning into the show today. I hope you got a lot of value out of this. This is one to share up with your friends and family. You can take a screenshot of this episode and tag me. I'm at Sean Model on Instagram and I'm at The Model Health Show on Facebook. And this is so important because we're speaking to something that we oftentimes have exposure to. It's something we are aware of. We're aware of honey and bee products and things of the like, but the story is so much deeper and it's so important in the story of humanity because we're talking about the leading pollinator of our food as well. And so we would truly be lost without bees. This is such an important thing for us to understand for our own health and wellness, but also for sustainability of our livelihood. Again, share this out with the people that you care about. And we've got some incredible masterclasses and world-class guests coming for you very, very soon. So make sure to stay tuned. Take care. Have an amazing day. I'll talk to you soon. And for more after the show, make sure to head over to themodelhealthshow.com. That's where you can find all of the show notes. You can find transcriptions, videos for each episode. And if you've got a comment, you can leave me a comment there as well. And please make sure to head over to iTunes and leave us a rating to let everybody know that the show is awesome. And I appreciate that so much. And take care. I promise to keep giving you more powerful, empowering, great content to help you transform your life. Thanks for tuning in.